Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We're here for the Great American Bash NXT. Not the one where Hornswoggle won the, the Cruiserweight title where I was in the crowd for. Um, <laughs> my name is Jay, as always, joined by Troy No Uran this week because England are on and we couldn't wait. It's <laughs> coming home. What? It's coming home, mate. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited for the foosball. I'm excited to play Border Lads, Lads, Lads later as well. Yes, straight after this, we're doing some Border Lads on tour. It's a um, good which time. You can be a part of by joining us on Twitch at Untitled Respod. Feeling really generous, maybe subscribe, send us some bits. Um, turn those yeah, notifications on, and then you know when we're turn on. Turn them on, then you'll know when we're online. That's it. Um, yeah, before we talk about NXT Troy, I believe you've got some tidbits for us, mate. I have, pal. I have. I've got a couple for you. Uh, we'll start with yesterday, uh, 6th of July, 1914. Uh, people born on this day. Vincent J. McMahon. Oh, yes. Vinny Senior. Uh, then we've got in 1997 WWF In Your House 16 presents Canadian Stampede uh, there was uh, Mankind versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley that ended in a draw the great Sasuke defeated Takamichi Noku the Undertaker defeated Vader to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship and in a 10 person tag match Hometown hero or home countryman, Bret Hart, Brian Pillman, Jim Neidhart, Owen Hart, and the British Bulldog, who's an honorary Canadian, I guess. Versus no, so Pillman. Pillman's from like Philadelphia, isn't he? Oh, is he? Ah, oh, right. Fair enough. He's American, yeah. He's not Canadian. <laughs> uh, defeat the team of Animal, Goldust, Hawk, Ken Shamrock, and Steve Austin. Oh. 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 Uh, also on this what date. Oh, that is. Yes, the pop that Bret Hart, Hart gets is like one of the loudest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> have to go back and watch that. It's a great show. Uh, also on this day in 2019, Impact and Reality of Wrestling presents Deep Impact. Uh, quite a big card on this, actually. Pretty decent. Uh, Jordan Grace defeating Alex Garcia. Uh, sorry, Alex Gracia. Uh, Diego De La Cruz and Jonathan Vega defeating Des and Wentz. Moose defeated Mysterious Moose. Q. <laughs> Brendan Steen uh, defeated uh, Aiden Cristiano, Brian Keith, Cameron Cole, Dave Christ, Ethan Page, Isaiah, Jake Christ, Josh Alexander, Madman Fulton, Will Lockhart and Willie Mack in a 12-way elimination scramble to win and become the new reality of wrestling television champion. Sammy Callahan drew with Terrell Tempo. Mike Elgin defeated Moonshine Mantel. Gino defeated Eddie Edwards. Tessa Blanchard defeated AQA, Hyun, and Sue Young in a four way. Warren J and Zach Zilla. AQA has just been side WWE. 
Oh, really? Awesome. Good stuff. Um, yeah, Warren J and Zach Zilla uh, defeated Ortiz and Santana. And um, in a match for the Impact Wrestling X Division title and Reality of Wrestling champion, Rich Swan drew with Ryan Davidson. No contest. Ooh. 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 Moving on, uh, 7th of July on this day. Uh, no birthdays uh, or anything to note. However, if there is and I've missed some, do let me know. Uh, give me a shout on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, but, however, there are a couple of pay-per-views. WCW presents Bash at the Beach, 1996. Uh, and that is quite a card. And there, there was a notable moment from this pay-per-view, which we'll, we'll get to at the end. Uh, was it? I Actually, well, I'll, I'll let you run through the card. I'll, I'll ask you when we get there. <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. defeated Psychosis. Um... John Tenter defeated Big Bubba. Diamond Dallas Page defeated... Oh, it was that match, wasn't it? It was when Jimmy Hart, like, scaled that fucking pole. Because it was the, <laughs> the largest pole you'll ever see in an, on a pole match. It's a, a Carson City Silver Dollar is, is apparently what the match, what the match type was. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeated there's, Jim Duggan. There's a Duggan. picture of Jimmy, what of Jimmy Diamond fuck? Pole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's about 24. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hart's climbing that like a reverse fireman's pole. You'd be shitting bricks up that thing. <laughs> oh. uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Jim Duggan in a taped fist match. Uh, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags defeated Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock in a double dog collar tag match. Di- fucking hell, different time. Uh, De- <laughs> Dean Malenko defeated Disco Inferno. Um in a match for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Steve McMichael defeated Joe Gomez. Ric Flair defeated Conan in a United States Joe Gomez isn't a Liverpool player? Uh, probably not, mate. I wasn't born, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkle in his father's eye. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan and the Giant defeated Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. And in a six-person tag match... In a no contest, Lex Luger, Randy Savage, and Sting drew in a no contest with the team of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> formation of the NWO. The formation um, of the NWO. I recently like watched a few like bits of this just to kind of refresh my memory on it. Yeah, um, and they. They were building it that it wasn't Hogan. Mm. So when he came out, everyone thought he was there to save the day. No one expected no him to like Randy to Savage. Yeah. So it, it literally was like fucking nuclear heat because they, I think they built it that Luger or Sting were going to turn on Savage and the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And then so then when Hogan came out, it was like, oh man, that's fucking huge. Yeah. Fucking oh, superb! I'm I, I miss the days of wrestling taking fucking colossal chances like that. Yeah, man, and also it not being spoiled on the internet. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Well, like more on that later. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's the tidbits, mate. Short and sweet. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice and easy. Nice. Shall we get into NXT then, mate? We should, mate. Before we do. If anyone wants to let us know what they thought of that show or anything else from the wrestling world this week, 
Give us a shout on Twitter and on Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Yes, boy. Um, so the show opens with a tag team title match that I, I really like the fact that they've been doing like sort of little mini pay-per-view shows like this. It does. Yeah. It's a good way to kind of move feud along and start new ones and kind of sometimes when we get between like takeovers, it can you can see like storyline stagnates a bit, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And this was a nice way to kind of move it, keep everything moving. Definitely. Get get a few matches out the way. And it mm. felt like a big deal. Um it did. So we open with the tag team titles getting defended. MSK versus Thatcher and Champa. Um this match felt like two angry dads against the daughters of Stoner boy- boyfriends. <laughs> um perfect analogy. Yeah. Uh, MSK started off quick. Um Champa and Thatcher just brutalized them. They they were not letting up. Just because MSK nah. were the new flippy guys. But to MSK's credit, they had they, their own. Just as good as they got. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. There was a nasty like submission hold uh, Thatcher did really early on, where it was like, it looked like he got uh, Xavier in like a, a single leg like, crab, but then he got him in like a headlock as well. Mm. He kind of like put his arms together. So. Xavier's foot was hitting the back of his neck, which was just, was just vile. fucking horrible. It was, <laughs> it was like they were just there to teach them a lesson and just hurt them by yeah, Timothy, any means Timothy possible. Timothy Thatcher's just like... Yeah, Timothy Thatcher's just a, a terrifying human being as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, he, he, he looks like he'd kill you for just looking at him the wrong way. Um, <laughs> so there, there was a really cool spot as well where uh, MSK were like firing up on Champa. And as uh, as Lee's about to hit a moonsault, Thatcher just pushes Champa out the way and just yeah. eats the moonsault. And then Champa just like flattens Lee with a clothesline and then does the whole clapping and patting himself on the back thing. Doesn't give a shit about everybody <laughs> does that. that. Um, <laughs> and th- there was a like sort of overarching theme to this match that um, Champa and Thatcher, obviously being like two veterans and sort of like students of the game. They'd studied pretty much everything that MSK had to offer, so mm. they were kind of one step ahead of them all throughout the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever, whenever they did kind of like give, whenever they did sort of like give up a bit of momentum, it was because of miscommunication. Um, mm-hmm. Example of this was Thatcher going for a up, running uppercut on, um, I think it was Lee yeah. or Nash, and in moving and just in. Just such a wiping out champ. Wiped out champ, yeah. <laughs> and then Champa turns round and he's just like, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, that actually leads to a really cool spot where like Wesley hits a 619 around the ring post on Champa. That was cool. Pretty much from nowhere, Champa manages to reverse like it oh, he goes for like a hurricane runner, doesn't he? And Champa uh, reverse yes. Champa. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Seen Champa used that for ages. Oh, well. mate, cool. I've, I've missed that as a finisher. Project Champa is such a good that, finisher. That one he hits off the top rope on Johnny, on Johnny Gargano is ridiculous in their, oh, in their first match. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. Um, yeah, and thought that was it. Um, Lee manages to reverse a fairy tale ending to keep them in the match. Um, and then MSK just basically take Thatcher out with a lot of aerial offense. Um, they end up double teaming Champa for a bit. Thatcher pulls them both out and just uppercuts the soles out of both their bodies, <laughs> and then goes in the ring and he hit like he hits like an assisted um, fairy tale ending. Yeah, and as as like I 
as Lee lands, he kind of catches his ankle and like locks him in an locks ankle, the lock, ankle lock, yeah. which is really like really cool the way he did it. Yeah. Um, Carter tries to interfere. Champa goes for Willow's belt, and Carter manages to sort of like charge Champa into Thatcher and break the hold, um, and then like carry on out the ring with the two of them. And as Thatcher's kind of like looking at what's happened, Wesley just gets a sneaky roll up to win. I thought this was a really good match for a start. I, these, yeah, it was super. These two teams have very good uh, chemistry yeah. together. This won't be the last time we see this match either. I can see MSK picking up a few wins over like teams like this, and eventually starting to go sort of like towards the dark side because they already felt like that in this. They felt a bit heelish in this. Mentioned they, it a couple were a bit times more aggressive. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think like you've got you've got like the. There's like that that group of fans who seem to get front row all the time, and they're like yeah. just smarky little bastards. Shitting the on who, them every the match. ones who were like, yeah, the ones who were cheering Legado when they were against MSK, and they had the Legado shirts on, and they were yeah. cheering Adam Cole in the main event of this. And they had the Adam Cole shirts on. Yeah, just just smart fans, and that's fine. There's no there's no problem with smart fans. I mean, we're fucking smart fans for Christ's sake. We, we wouldn't have a podcast if we weren't. That's true. But at the same time, it's like sometimes it sometimes it's it almost like the rails, the story they're trying to tell. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like I'd say like fucking smart family do a podcast, but I then wouldn't get front row tickets and just shit on a match or like be deliberately yeah. like that way to obnoxious. Yeah. 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 Like it, it's, it's one, it's one thing when they change the story because they're listening to the fans because the vocal majority, mm. uh, like sort of saying, no, we want this. We don't want that. We want this. Like, yeah, with Daniel Bryan with WrestleMania 30. It's another when you've got like, you've got a vocal minority of fans who think they know what's best for everybody. Hmm. Because MSK are a very entertaining team. I love them. Absolutely. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're natural baby faces. So for them to be kind of getting almost, like, fair enough, if, if it ends up with them being like, not screeners, but you know, this whole sort of tough love thing with Champer yeah, and Thatcher yeah. and Aim in the respect. If that's if that's what this leads to, that's also cool. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like I, I don't want them to turn MSK just because a few dickheads. Just because a few dickheads are shitting on them, yeah, yeah, are drowning out everybody else. Yeah, but yeah, that's just me. Couldn't agree more. This was awesome. This is such a fun match. Such a good opener. Like I said it the yeah. other day with NXT, like they open with a tag match and it sets the bar high, sets the yeah. pace, sets the momentum of the show. Um, it was fucking awesome. Great chemistry. Both teams really, really entertaining to watch. As I say, I don't think it'll be the last we see of this well, uh, this matchup. They did a very good thing in the sense that they didn't have, they had Thatcher and Champa, like, well, Thatcher in particular, furious that he got rolled up. Yeah. And, um, Champa was calming him down and there wasn't like a show of respect or anything. Mm. And the whole with the whole storyline being about like Thatcher and Champa wanting to beat respect into MFK. Yeah. There's definitely gonna be a part two to this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a trilogy. Um yeah. which led to MSK possibly turn and heel. They love trilogies in NXT. Love good trilogy. Love um good trilogy. We then get uh, the charging battery vignettes uh, it says it's 91% charge so oh. if they stick that onto airplane mode that'll be done by the end of the show um, <laughs> and then we get um, 
we get Regal and Joe in the ring and they demand Gargano and Cross and Cross meet face to face. Um I this was a bit weird because I was under the impression this match was this week. I thought it was as well. And then they kind of announced it's gonna be next week instead, which it's more weird because it's like, fair enough, you've got a really big match on on TV and it's not like a big special. So it's it just makes the match itself feel like a big special thing on the show. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're doing like a big special, why not have your world championship defended on? It's true. Uh, and I, I agree to a point, but then how can you have that and then Cross and Cole? Uh, so not Cross and Cole. Uh, O'Reilly and Cole on the same one. Like it's one of those things. It was the same with like the last takeover, wasn't it? Where they were like, oh, it's a co-headliner. Either one of them yeah. arguably could have been the headline of it. Like at yeah, least this next week, the way we'll probably they, get like the, way the latter that, half of one. the second, like the second half of the show, they'll give it the majority, I guess. I do yeah. see your point though. It was just a bit weird, that's all. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Johnny comes out, he says straight away, he says Cross sucks. Uh, Cross came out without a lot of the smoke and mirrors, like his, the main event entrance that everyone's been shitting on. Oh, I can already feel where this is going. And also without Scarlet. Yeah. Which worries me. Yeah. I'm terrified. Oh, mate, for the, the line that he said in his promo at the end, I was just like, he's fucking off soon. Yeah. Well, he, the first thing Cross says is that one day he's going to main event WrestleMania. And be WWE champion. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's probably going to be sooner rather than later, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was like, I wake up and I think like there's three things I want to do. Never lose the NXT championship. Main event WrestleMania, be WWE champion. Mate, you can't have all three. You can have two of those. Can't have, can't have the other one, no. Yeah, because they, they take it off you if you leave. So, um, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's a really good line where Cross says Gargano's wearing his wife's jeans. And Johnny, oh, just, looked out. <laughs> John, Johnny just looked at him like, you fucking what, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a bit more. There's a lot of tension between the two of them. Uh, obviously, Cross tried to run Johnny over last week. Um mm. Maybe maybe that's where Scarlet is. Maybe she's saving the time for Cross. Um, <laughs> Just taking a rap and, for it. Yeah. And uh, Gargano, uh, oh, sorry, Regal says that Joe's going to be the guest ref next week, which makes me think maybe maybe we're going to get a little Joe interference. Oh, I was, I'll, I'll tell you now what's going to happen. Joe's going to cost him any. Joe's going to cost it. Joe's like, well, I'm just refing. Like he says in an interview later, doesn't he? He's like, well, I'm just refing. Or, I'm only doing anything if I'm unprovoked. Cross is going to provoke him. He's going to batter Cross. He's going to cost him a championship. Cross is fucking off to main roster. And Gargano's going to be thing, champion. The other thing they could do, because I don't really think Gargano needs the title at this point, is they could kind of... They, they could do it in a way where Cross wins and then he kind of gets in Joe's face and provokes him. And then Joe attacks him. And then... We've got the build for the next couple of weeks of Joe trying to convince Regal to let him have that match. Oh, or just strip him of his belt because he's been a blurt. The really <laughs> feeling ballsy. He could have the winner of the breakout tournament take the belt off Cross. Oh, please make it be Joe, Odyssey Jones. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got my pick already for that. It's not Odyssey Jones, unfortunately. No, but he's I wanna, not I my pick. I just think he's an absolute fucking ox. And he's got a great name. Um, Odyssey Jones. Yeah, um, but then Joe could cost him the ma- cost him that match, and then we get cross versus Joe, I yeah. like take over. Um, but yes, yeah, so um, Gargano then says it's funny Cross mentioned his wife's jeans because Cross couldn't lace up her boots. 
Um, oh, uh, no lies detected. Like, <laughs> yeah, Candace is awesome. Um, <laughs> Cross is like getting ready to sort of like start the fight now, and Joe just steps between them and says, "Next week." And then Cross oh. just shits himself. That's the other thing. It's like Joe is the only person Cross has been even remotely intimidated by. Cross fears Joe. Yeah, well, I mean, Joe's <laughs> going to kill you, so yeah. he's, he's like the Thanos of NXT, Joe, isn't he? <laughs> um, and then we get a little vignette of Kushida um, talking about like all the sort of... This is cool because they they, all the vignettes like this were like very much like sort of like early 90s, late 80s WCW. They were very retro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had like the sort of filters on with like the sort of borders on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because she either says um, he he would love the match he had with Kyle O'Reilly, and he wanted wants to bring practice to the cruiserweight title, and the Diamond Mine kind of stake their claim, and he, he says something about like how the cruiserweight title's got more diamonds than any mine they've got, or something like that. Um, <laughs> And then says he's ready for Diamond Mine. I'm ready for Kashida and Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong yes. to kick the shit out of each other. That'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for Bivens to get some diamonds into his Diamond Mine. <laughs> Put him on his fake belt. Bivens. Bivens. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of uh, speaking of black belts, you then get um, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Championship. If Grimes loses... He must become LA Knight's butler. Is it for a month or just in general? I don't think they put a time on it. Just in general. It'd probably be like Zaya Brookside and Nina Samuels on NXT UK. It'd probably be like for a month or so. Hmm. Though it would be cool if he pick up if, if Grimes went like full Virgil for a LA <laughs> And then we got and that then, build. And then we get that build, and then Grimes like has to fight LA Knight one more time for his freedom. Um yes. So yeah, straight from the bell, Grimes just goes after Knight uh, and he maintains maintains control early on. And Knight goes for that really cool like vault and shoulder uh, block thing he does. Mm-hmm. And Grimes just met him with an awesome looking Superman punch. Um, yeah, man. And he don't the, bump, off the, the bump that Knight took as well. Like LA Knight, considering like how impressive a sort of athlete he is, and like yeah. he looks the part, he can do something like stuff that other people just can't. He sold his ass off in this match for, oh, for Captain Grimes. He, he, like a mad man. he was like a chicken shit heel. He rem, he reminded me of like when The Rock was a heel. Yes. And he'd just yes. bump his ass off through whoever was the baby face. Yeah. Even though it was like you look at The Rock and you go, he'll beat the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's that he's like that much of a prima donna that he just he has to sort of like just take the beating. Um, you could say he made him look a million dollars. He did. I'll, I'll see myself out. That was good, that. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Knight gains an advantage by throwing Grimes into the turnbuckle and then, um, yeah, just have lots of lots of sort of Knight on top, Grimes firing up, trying to get back, and then Knight just shutting down straight away. Mm. Uh, the really cool spot where Cameron Grimes skins the cat and Knight catches him into a burning hammer. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> However, Trent Seven will not be happy about LA Knight using the Birmingham hammer. The Birmingham um, hammer. <laughs> and uh, then Knight hits his uh, awesome pop-up superplex as well. Go yeah. Grimes kicks out. He goes to get the belt. Um, Grimes rolls him up as as Knight argue. It, it was really good the way Knight, Knight comes in with the belt and he goes to the ref. Hey, look, something's happening over there. <laughs> look over there. And the ref just didn't buy it at all. He's like, give me the belt. 
<laughs> you prat. <laughs> it was just great the way he did that. I thought that's fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the trade roll ups, and I uh, get a handful of tights, and Grimes kicks out. Uh, from the kick out, Grimes, it's an awesome looking poison runner as well. Yeah, man. Um, Knight rolls out um, before the cave in, and from, this was where like the kind of the match sort of took a turn. So, and it was really clever what they did. So, very clever. Knight hits a DDT off the apron onto the million dollar title, which the ref can't see. Yeah. And then as as like he's sort of like rolling Grimes off him, he slides the belt under the ring. Back so under the apron. It was fucking brilliant. Very, very clever. Really good. Really yeah. good. Um, Grimes manages to get in on nine, which I was shocked by. I thought that was I it. I thought that was it, yeah. Um, and then, but you can see Grimes is like punch drunk from it. And then uh, Knight hits a uh, BFT to pick up the win. Yeah. Um, which I found out is Blunt Force Drama. Oh, is that what it stands for? Yeah. I, I did a Google. I was like, what does BFT stand for? Blunt Force Drama. <laughs> I mean, um, it looks all right. It just rams their heat into the oh, mat. It was horrible. It's just, it's um, just a nasty looking finisher. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Cameron Grimes is now going to be the butler of LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I, Dummy. I don't think. I don't think he knows what a, the difference between like a butler and a plumber though, because he told you tell him to get like his a uh, his like plunger and all his other stuff, and then he goes, "Oh, bring some cleaning stuff as well." Like <laughs> really, I'm oh, oh, okay. but uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be LA Knight being a horrible bastard to Cameron Grimes for a while, isn't it? Yeah, uh, cannot wait. No, I can't. I think it'll be because I I really enjoy this feud as well. It's really good. Yeah, man. Um, we then get uh, Dakota and Raquel cutting a promo on Shotzi and Ember backstage for costing them their tag team title match opportunity. Um, what was interesting about this, and I think it's planting the seeds for Dakota finally turning on Raquel, because Dakota cuts Raquel off before Raquel can get a word in. Mm. And then all she's talking about, how she needs a championship. She needs it, yeah. And she doesn't say which championship, she just says a championship. A championship. There's obviously been a bit of talk of maybe doing a, a mid-card women's title in NXT. That would be amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't be against them giving someone like Dakota Kai that because she's like one Absolutely. of the workhorses yeah. of the NXT women's division, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. However, um it was interesting that she when she said a title, she looked at Raquel's NXT women's title as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think that they're not quite ready to No do it yet but the I bill think started though that's for sure yeah I, I get I get the impression that sort of after um, the next takeover yeah we might like go going into sort of like the takeover round Survivor Series weekend we'll probably be looking at Raquel versus Dakota which oh you reckon then not around SummerSlam no because SummerSlam the next one that's still and two months off isn't it it is but then there's there's other people that could challenge Raquel before Dakota goes after Raquel. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even be against Dakota being the person to take the belt off Raquel, even if they just like, oh, hot, yeah, yeah, even if they just hot shot it, like Dakota wins it and then drops it straight back to Raquel. Mm. Um, it would it would be very cool. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of intrigue around this. Uh, Dakota also teased a match with Ember at some point and a ma- another match with Shotty. Mm-hmm. with Yachty getting a shot at Raquel next first and then see yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah. Either way, there's a lot of moving parts in this and I'm enjoying it a lot. Me too. Um, speaking of a lot of moving parts, 
that I'm interested in. We go to the announcement of the breakout tournament. Ooh. So the competitors, I've, I've got a list here of what, of where we might have seen them before, where we might know them. Um, so let's ru- run through them quickly. We've got Trey Baxter, formerly known as Blake Christian from GCW. Um, he obviously debuted against Kushida a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes with a lot of praise. He's a very, very talented guy, um, which obviously we we saw against Kushida. Yeah. Um, Carmelo Hayes, formerly known as Christian Casanova. He's had matches with Kashida and Adam Cole in recent weeks, also against someone from like sort of GCW Beyond Wrestling. Yeah. That sort of that that sort of company. Um Andre Chase, formerly known as Harlem Bravado. He was an involved guy. He's been in Ring of Honor. Um he's been in he's been all over the place. Yeah. Also looks a lot like Billy Bob Thornton in Fargo. <laughs> That's all I could think. Um Josh <laughs> Briggs, who I'm gonna say now is my pick to win the whole thing. Oh, that's not a bad um, shout, you know. Former Evolve champion, I believe he was. He might have been an American footballer or something like that, and he'd become a wrestler. But he's done. Yeah. He's done the reps in the Indies. He was wasn't. I didn't. Wasn't really a big fan of his, but he he was incredibly over in Evolve and mm. places like Beyond Wrestling and GCW as well. Um, again, another one who I think he, he he's just got the look as well, hasn't he? Yeah, like he, he just looks like a star. So. Yep. I feel like, and he's, and also he's, he's like filled out a lot since he's got to NXT. Does he? He was a lot, he was a lot lighter last time I saw him. He's fucking jacked when he was in that <laughs> suit. Looked like he was going to rip like the Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> a man we're very familiar with, Ikaman Hero. Um, yes, boy. Obviously, he had the match with Grizzled Young Veterans a few weeks ago, and he's been doing some awesome stuff on 205 Live. He's fucking um, awesome. Whoever gets that blazer off him is going to be the biggest heel in the company. <laughs> Did you see on the side when they brought up like each guy's like intangibles and it had Japanese handsome style? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks like he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And the thing is as well, before we before we move on to the last couple, um, the, the last like tournament, the whole point is these eight guys are the eight guys they're kind of putting their, putting their sort of like them in the in the sort of contention to be the next sort of crop of yeah guys they're going to be pushing yeah yeah and this is going to be like the starting off point like you you've just got to look at um the last one with like some of the names and where they are now huge like Loomis, Cameron Grimes yeah was uh, Swerve Scott Swerve yeah yeah they've all they've all like kind of done a lot and been around like if not the if not the top like of the if not the top of the car definitely like near it North American chat like and, mid yeah and more importantly all been prominently used yeah. in stuff yeah um, so but uh, anyway uh, Joe Gacy um, former CZW champion he's also done work in Evolve he was tag partner of Eddie Kingston in Evolve um, oh, okay he is very good he is very very good um, can work a whole lot of styles he can do deathmatch deathmatch stuff he can do hoss brawling he can do a, do technical stuff he's a very, very multifaceted um, talent, and he's someone Sweet. I want to see do very well. But I don't think he's going to go all the way. Um, the man, me and you were both talking about Odyssey Jones. Jesus Christ! Um, formerly the known, size of him. Formerly known as Omari Palmer, he's four hundred and five pounds of brute strength. Um, he, he looks like he, he looks like the next Mark Henry. 
just looking at the pictures yeah. of him. Yeah. yeah. He's even got he's even got the same singlet. I was like, yeah, he's he's probably gonna probably gonna be doing stuff like that. And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he was a guy that Mark Henry scouted as well. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And 100%. finally, the former Brendan Vink, Duke Hudson. Mm. Um he's gonna be the big heel in it, isn't he? Just yep. chewing his gum. Yep. Glare and hold down the camera. Yeah. Don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck them all. Um but yeah, all, all these guys kind of looked looked interesting. Like yeah. They, they they all they were all presented in a way that made me think, okay, I'm already interested in seeing all these guys. Yes. Uh, next week we've got Ikemen Hero versus Duke Hudson. So sadly it doesn't look like Ikemen's going very far. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> Though that suit he had was incredible. Yes, it was. Blue blue and pink. Just splatter. It was top <laughs> notch. Um I'm excited for the breakout tournament. I absolutely love the last one. I love and, a good um, tournament. Yeah. WWE do tournaments well. Wow. NXT tournaments. do tournaments NXT well. do tournaments well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've not had we've not had a proper tournament for in either company for a while, have we? That I can think of. Uh, we had we had the women's one Yeah, we had the women's one in AW the um that me and Big T were covering. But mm. other than that, and that was awesome and that was a lot of fun. So yeah. Love a tournament. Tournaments are the best. More tournaments, please. Um, like the Euros. That's a good tournament, especially when you're yeah. in the semis. Especially when it's coming home. Um, <laughs> give, give us, fuck it, give us another UK ch- tournament. You shitters. Give, give us a, another UK championship tournament so we can figure out who's going to fucking take that belt off. Big Daddy Walter. <laughs> um, and, and answers on a postcard why it should be Chuck Taylor, pile driver, and, um, <laughs> or Malcolm Bivens. Um <laughs> So, yeah, this leads to the women's tag team title match. Uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus The Way. A um, lot of respect for The Way's um, gear that they got made for In Your House, which they're finally getting to use. Yeah. Uh, Indy was Razor. Candice was um, One, Two, Three Kid. Yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, the, the faces just... This is a bit of a weird match. If, and I don't know if it's because... I, I don't know if it's because the sort of big surprise got spoiled or no. Oh, did it? I, I didn't see it. Okay, well, I, I, it got spoiled, but I'll, I'll oh. tell you about it in the, when we get to it. It, um, yeah, I don't know if that, that's why I was a little bit underwhelmed by it. Um, but yeah, so um, match itself, it was it was fine. Uh, faces double team in the early on. Um, Starks and Eo hit a really cool like double knee combo a little later in the match, and then. Eo gets um, Indy up in like a double underhook backbreaker and um, Starks hits a super kick and then it like uses the momentum to drop her over yeah, in yeah. Uh, knee. Uh, Eo misses a moonsault and then Candice applies a Gargano escape and then Indy comes in and locks silence on Zoe, which that got a big pop from <laughs> Index <laughs> lives. Um, <laughs> and then as Candice is going for the wicked stepsister, the lights go out. Um, and the battery's fully charged, and then they come back on, and Tegan Knox is standing there. Um, Fuck yeah! Which was would have been awesome if WWE hadn't have uh, brought her in for a dark match on Raw last night, which obviously what? got fucking announced that Tegan Knox had a dark match on Raw. So everyone's like, "Oh fuck, Tegan Knox is back!" Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, um, she had a dark match against Tony Storm before Raw. Um, no way. Yeah, so uh, I was 
as soon as that happened, I was like, well, I guess she's the battery that they're doing then. Mm. The other person I thought it was was Roderick Strong, and he showed up in the diamond mine. The other way, yeah. Um, oh, so, that's a shame. Yeah, and then it was just a bit weird in the sense that, as well, um, Candice is just kind of staring at Knox for a while, and to the point where it gets awkward, and then yeah, like, hits I, a I finisher and they win. What the what's the history between them? Is the reason that she was out? Was it her that Candace, injured her, or Candice injured her? In kayfabe. Oh. oh, that'd be it. I think they were they were meant to... I can't remember what it was now. She, she was meant to... She was meant to... I think it was, It could have been the build to war games, maybe. Okay. But either way, she was meant to be tagging with someone and Candace took in the house with a, like, a flight case and then that was early written her off. Um, but yeah, Starks hit to finish and we've got new tag team champions. And then again, it was a bit weird in the sense that we had we then had Knox chasing Candace out of the CWC, while in the background, like EO and EO Zoe and Zoe just of, sat waiting to be presented. Sat in the corner waiting to then do their bit, and it was like, oh, what? That yeah, was a little bit overbooked, a little bit. And yeah, as I say, the the fact that it got fucking leaked really kind of like hated it for me. Mm. Is why we. If you've got someone as a fucking surprise return, why would you have them have a dark match on the day? Daft. It's just silly, isn't it? At least it? do it before SmackDown once you've got this out of the yeah. way. Do it once she's fucking come back. Don't do it then. Yeah. Come on, guys, play the game. Um <laughs> really, really glad she's back. And also but, yeah. did not see the way losing these. No, I, I at all. I was surprised and also um it's a little bit disappointing for me because yeah, I agree. Starks and EO are very much a makeshift tag team. And yeah. we've already got the women's tag titles not meaning much. And they've only been around since just before Mania. Yeah. I mean, they're still doing a better job of them than they are on Raw and SmackDown. They're making, they're making but... them feel important in the sense that they're booking them regularly and they're not booking them in shit storylines. But they're yeah. also... It, it, it's almost like they've gone, oh shit, we've, we've got a gonna make some teams here shit yeah. and i know they've given you it to make it like the first nxt women's grand slam champion um oh no sorry second because raquel's the first um third even ember was the first <laughs> but yeah I'm, i know they're doing it to make her a grand slam champion in nxt's point of making but it still kind of felt a little bit fun. well to your point as well as you said oh hang on it was raquel oh no it was ember it's been four women's tag team champions since the belts yeah. came about in that's what, what, that's what April. I mean. Like Yeah. And they, they hot shot them on the first night, which was fine. And I then get they had that. to rewin them like after about two months, which again was fine. And then the wave only really held them for like a, month, a few six weeks. weeks. Yeah. If that. If that. Yeah. And already it's like, oh, here we go, we're hot shot on the belts. I I just I'm just worried they're gonna end up in the same way that the NX, uh, the Raw, Raw and SmackDown women's tag titles are, which we don't want. Yeah. I think the way deserved a lengthier run than they got with them. Yeah. Really, Agreed. really did. Because they've, they've been booked and built fantastically over the last few mm. months and they deserve to get the belts and they, they should have had them for a, at least six months, at least until the next takeover. Yeah. Like around, what, SummerSlam time. That would have given them the belts for, what, three, four months maybe. But yeah. yeah, a bit disappointing for me. 
Although, however, uh, after the match, we do see, uh, well, they go to like during the commercial, Dexter comes and carries in the out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing, um, I'm, I'm guessing they've took the belts off the way because Indy and Candice are going to be doing like separate stuff. Yeah. Well, Candice is obviously going on to think of Tegan Knox. So Candice is hopefully going to have a street fight with Tegan Knox and it's going to be fucking brutal. And yes, awesome. please. Yes, please. Um, we get PWG Candice where she's getting fucking super kicks with their <laughs> shoes with backs on the soles. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not going <laughs> to have Candice, Candice Lurie caked in blood like she was in PWG. Different <laughs> um, time. Um, but yeah, either way, very exciting what they're like it, it's exciting as well they're doing women's stories that don't revolve around the title yeah yeah because we we it's the one thing we rag on the main roster about mm-hmm. all the fucking time yeah that yep. they can't do a go a coherent women's story without the titles and like this is literally just picking up where candace and Tegan's feud left off uh-huh and it's perfect perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah um and it, if anything, it's more important now because like Candace took Tegan out for six months and then she's back. Um, mm. Nine months, actually. Better part of nine a year. Months? Yeah. Fuck now, really? Yeah. Jesus. That's insane. That's yeah. all it's as well. Less. I knew she had like a severe in, in the injury, but even still. ACL, I think um, it was. Yeah. It, she'd done it like three times in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Tony Storm quick promo as well saying she deserves an NXT women's title match and Raquel fears her and you bring up the fact that Saray said she wanted the match with Tony and Tony declines and said she isn't in a league and that she <laughs> she's won more matches in Japan than Saray's had hot dinners which I enjoyed <laughs> and then after this we get what was possibly the coolest part of the show yeah this is really really good it was fucking awesome big um, fan of this despite what anyone else on the internet says yeah, the Hit Row Cypher celebration, um, which was just literally like them having a block party to celebrate um, Swerve winning the North American title. So um, Ashanti's on the deck, like DJ, and um, he says, we got we got great manners. So uh, ladies first, B-Fab, what you got? B-Fab <laughs> just spit bars on everyone. Everyone. Taking no prisoners. Top <laughs> dollar comes and just lights it up even more. Yeah, man. Just, just literally eviscerate the tag division one team at a time, um, like Hit Row probably going to end up doing. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think they really kind of they put the foot on the gas with Hit Row now. Like they, they felt yeah. almost like they were kind of not treading water because they felt they're still very new, but they were kind of biding the time of what they were going to of when they were going to pull the trigger on them. Yeah. Um, and I think with obviously the rumors that Bronson Reed's got going up to Maine and I'm losing the title to Swerves, like sort of lit a rocket under that. And now they're, they're going, I, I get the impression that Top Dollar and Ashanti are probably going to be the guys to take the belts off MSK. Yep. It would be silly if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because how fucking good Top Dollar is. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'd even take it if Top Dollar beat MSK in a handicap match, basically. And <laughs> Ashanti just got a couple of kicks in to act like he'd just done his bit. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, then we get Swerve rapping and he goes full Buster Rhymes. Like, goes all in, doesn't he? He is rapping so fast. Like double and time. Then, <laughs> and then he cuts a promo basically saying, for those who didn't who didn't catch that, this is what I said. And just 
gives us the cliffs notes, which was nice. Mm. Um, again, just putting putting the whole division on the whole of NXT on notice, and then the lights go and they all perform their entrance music and head to the ring, and it was fucking cool as shit. Cool as shit. And I think Hit Row should always perform their entrance music when they enter now because <laughs> it, it was it was just awesome. Yeah. It was yeah, like it was. Our, when our truth started, like rapping at his entrance, but more badass by like about ten times at <laughs> least. It was so good. Hit Row are fucking unreal. Are. And I think the thing is as well, the reason it's so good is because it's authentic. Um, they, they obviously it's their it's like their second passion is mm. rap. Yeah, and the fact that they're kind of bringing that aspect into their characters, mm-hmm. it really works. And yeah. it really feels real and like different, and yeah, they're just awesome. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel forced like a lot of gimmicks like this do. Like, like you say, it's it's their second passion. It's it's what they do mm-hmm. in and out of kind of the. Well, the... B Fab was a rapper before she got signed. Wasn't yeah. She? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it just, it just comes across really natural. I love it. Really, really enjoy it. Yeah, they're, they're so good. Look, like they've got charisma for days. They've, Top yeah. dollars got that factor for me. Like I, I genuinely think in a couple, of, like ten years time, we're probably going to be talking about how he's like a top star. Yeah, but these are good. These are fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, Swerve as well. The way they shot that with Swerve sat on the in the corner, mm. looking at the camera, but into the crowd as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was rapping on his own while they were on the other side, just cheering him on. It was fucking so cool. good. So well so shot. good. Yeah, yeah. Hit own money, um, and then after this we get uh, Joe and Regal backstage. Uh, Regal just kind of runs down everything that's happened on the show so far, um, and he says we still got Cole and O'Reilly too to come as well. Um, and then Mackenzie asks Joe about um, him being guest ref next week, and he's basically just like, as long as I'm not provoked, everything's going to be fine. You're getting uh, provoked, Joe, aren't you? You're going to choke out Carrying Cross. Let's be honest. <laughs> You're go- you're going to choke out Carrying Cross after he tried to run down your new your newfound child that you adopted last week, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> newfound child <laughs> that you pulled from the jaws of death out of the way of the car. Little, little Johnny Samoa. <laughs> little Johnny Joe. JJ. Um, <laughs> Samoa Gargano. <laughs> Johnny Garganjo. Um, <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe, Joe's definitely choking across though. That yeah. Um, and then we get the main event, which is Colbert O'Reilly two, an absolute uh, clinic. Yeah, it was. Um, the only thing for me, which kind of took away from it, which I was talking about before, was the guys in the front row were like booing O'Reilly because it was like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, I, I get your Adam, like you're entitled to your opinion, you're Adam Cole fan, but fucking hell, like don't. Don't be drowning out other people mm. who maybe just want to enjoy the fucking wrestling. Like, yeah, it's a bit. It gets a bit much sometimes. Like the yeah. the thing is, it's a difficult one because they they pay their money for a ticket just like yeah. anyone else there. And as you say, they're entitled to their opinion. And if you're really into the sport, if you're really into the event storyline, whatever it is, you're going to be vocal about it. But they get to a point where you just come across as kind of a bit obnoxious and a bit of a dick. And that's kind of yeah. what I feel like these guys are like. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, didn't take away from a very, very fun match. No, uh, look, definitely Declan, not. 
Lots of technical wrestling early on. Uh, Kyle targets Cole's arm. They brawl to the floor. Um, call it a lovely swinging neck breaker on the floor. Ooh, um, just crisp as anything. Uh, back in the ring a little bit later on, after, again, more back and forth, more technical wrestling. It was really cool that Adam Cole was like basically going, try, trying to beat Kyle O'Reilly at, at his own game, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a lot more technical. He was a lot more map based. Um, well, he said this on, uh, I was listening to the After the Bell podcast the other week and they interviewed Adam Cole, obviously before this match. Uh, and he was saying like, basically I'm going to prove that I'm the better wrestler. And so this was always like, I didn't realize it was going to be like this, but it very much played into what he said, like the best wrestler, like the most technical, like the most proficient and like you say, he took a lot out of O'Reilly's playbook with a lot of the holes and submissions and stuff that he tried to lock in, which we don't often see from him, but it was cool. It, it really, this match really reminded me of um, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, when, man. When, when Shawn basically was, all right, I'm going to beat you at your own game. And he was yeah. like, he was yeah. doing all the sort of technical stuff with Kurt. And it, it turned out it was Shawn like just trying to fucking get like Kurt riled up so they had a better match. But... <laughs> it, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a really cool spot where uh, Kyle Riley hits like cartwheel, like butterfly suplexes and cartwheels as he's doing them. Yeah, man. And gets up and then he hits a double arm DDT where he just flings Cole. Um, again, more more going after the arm. Um, and then Cole Cole basically tries to goad Kyle O'Reilly into making a mistake, which works, where he says, Kyle's a disappointment. Um to his stupid wife <laughs> and Kyle just snaps uh, he starts alone on Cole he run, misses a running knee in the corner and then Cole just wraps his knee around the ring post goes to work over Kyle's knee and then Kyle goes up to work over Cole's already injured knee that he got mm -hmm. from last week um, there was a, um, a a lot of after after this it was ba the kind of the crux of the match was basically Adam Cole trying to hit a Panama Sunrise yeah, um, yeah. he O'Reilly dodges it the first time, uh, and then he catches a super kick and hits a nasty looking capture suplex. Ooh. Dumped Cole on his head. Um, O'Reilly goes for a heel hook. Cole gets the ropes. Uh, O'Reilly hits axe and smash, and like uh, I think Cole manages to like sort of dodge another move, doesn't he? And then knock him he off does. the ring. And then yeah, that's it. And then as O'Reilly's kind of like doubled over, like catching his breath, Cole hits a panorama. Panama Sunrise off the apron onto the floor, which looked oh, awesome. Truth, yeah. Um, that's that's the best way to set up the Panama Sunrise, in my opinion. Like, yeah. But when he when he does it and they're just kind of stood there waiting for him, it looks a bit silly. But when he does when he's doing it, when he's fighting them, stumbling the way up and he's yeah, yeah. Where, where he's like he's literally caught the wind out of O'Reilly and O'Reilly's just getting back up to his feet and and Cole just hits it from pretty much nowhere. Yeah, it looked great. Um, Kyle O'Reilly blocks a last shot, hits a brain buster, but misses his knee drop um, on on the injured knee as well. And then Cole hits a last a last shot, which I thought it that was it. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle kicks out of the last shot, which I'm pretty sure it's only O'Reilly and Gargano who've done that. Yeah, it's a pretty protected don't, move. Don't quote me on that, but I'm fairly sure because it's 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 even got to the point now where like Cole uses it as like his last sort of resort, like mm -hmm. like he he'll the Panama Sunrise is more is sort of I had a sip it'll do it yeah that's it like he puts Jobbers away with that yeah. last shot where he puts if away all else fails he puts that's it the big boys <laughs> um so yeah um 
Kyle O'Reilly blocks another couple of Panama Sunrise attempts. Um, though there's the final one being because like he keeps he keeps like getting up on the, on the top trying to superplex Cole. Cole's pushing him off. Cole jumps off and Kyle gets his knee up, but it's his injured knee. So then he gives way and he's just like drops down to his knee. Cole then jump like jumps off, hits the Panama Sunrise, and the last shot to win. Uh, this was a really fun match. Um, yeah. yeah, it was very very fun. Like uh, leagues apart from their first match, obviously a very different stipulation. But yeah, this I like feel... they went like twenty minutes in this, twenty two minutes or something. Outstanding. I feel like they're trying to recapture the magic of Gargano and Champa with this feud. Yeah, it's not quite there for me yet. No, that's not to say it's a bad feud. It's just no, like not at all. Gargano and Champ is one of my favorite feuds ever mm. because mm. it was the way they did it as well with like the unsanctioned match and then building it up to like different basically variants of street fights. And mm. um, so for this, where it's gone, they've done the unsanctioned match first and then they've done the singles match. This is what's weird about it. I was thinking, I was like, it feels like they've done it in. Not the wrong order, but just a reverse order. Like an unsanctioned match almost feels like the last resort, like the yeah. end of a feud. Whereas they seem to be going in reverse for it. But because of kind of the the bitterness and the and the rawness of how Undisputed Era broke up and how it happened, you can understand that that first match would be something like an unsanctioned match because both guys are really pissed off. You wouldn't have them just going into a regular one on one match like the, the storyline kind of allowed for that. I guess. Yeah, I suppose as well with um, the difference between that and Gargano and Champa is Gargano and Champa had their like one-on-one singles match in the Cruiserweight Classic, so True. they had that as like a reference point to go back to to say we don't need to do it as a singles match because we've yeah, already we've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when they did do like all the different like variations, like they did the uh, unsanctioned match and they did the street fight and they did the la- the last man standing match, mm. it it all kind of fell in place nicely. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was another very good episode of NXT, obviously being a special pay-per-view uh, one. Um, it always feels a little bit bigger. Uh, what yeah. are your lows, mate? Um, my low is going to be the NXT women's tag team match. Um, it just The way you should have had it for longer. Uh, it was a bit overbooked. Uh, the match itself was all right. Um and then the ending was just kind of a bit all over the place. Obviously, really happy to see Tegan Knox back, but just that overshadowed everything else in the match. Uh, and, and both big points, both points in the match were really big. Tegan Knox coming back is huge. And Shirai and Stark winning the belts is also huge. But it was one clearly overshadowed the other. And it then it diluted it, if you like. Uh, so that was my low. Uh, my high, oh. I want to say Hit Row's championship cipher, which was amazing. But in terms of a wrestling high, um, I'm going to go for the tag match, the opener, um, MSK against Champa and Thatcher. That's just fucking awesome. I want to see more of that very, very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I completely agree with you for the low. Um, the women's title match, it just felt very overbooked very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they could have done the Tegan coming out at the end. They could have they could have done all kinds, but the yeah. And also they get spoiled by a being put in a dark match on Raw is fucking silly. Like yeah. be better at shit like that, WWE. Don't <laughs> don't fucking have don't have a fucking 
person who's ready to return on TV the next night show up in a dark segment and just ruin the surprise. Yeah. Um, and my high was, um, I, I'm, I'm going to do the same as you. Hit Row was the high. It was fucking incredible. Yeah. However, um, to choose a match, I'm going to say Knight versus Grimes. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, there's some really inventive spots that, that, that bit with the DDT off the apron onto the title belt and then sliding on the ring was brilliant. Yeah. As was the catching the skin and the cat into a burning hammer. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just really invested in this feud as well. It's just it's just one of the mm-hmm. things I'm more invested in, in wrestling. For sure. Um, and yeah, and that it was just very fun. Anyway, thank you very, very much for joining us. Um we will see. Put your teeth in, Jay. Remember what you're gonna say. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um let us know what you thought on Discord, Facebook, Twitter at Untitled Wrestling Podcast or Untitled Rest Pod. And um yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits, they also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.